Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. My name is Sherry, and I am your host. Every Wednesday, we get together and we talk about our journey in sobriety, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. I've been sober for over 10 years now, and I realized that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was just putting the plug in the jug and not drinking. I never took care of my emotional sobriety, did my step work, or was fully involved in the program until it was almost too late. This is my story, my experience, strength, and hope and what life is like for me on a daily basis as a recovering alcoholic and addict. I am so glad that you are with me and now let's get into it. Comparison is a thief of joy. Theodore Roosevelt. Happy Wednesday and good morning fam. I hope that you are doing really well. I am hoping that you are still reeling from last week's message about slowing down and not worrying about the end result as much as being present and in the moment. And something that really jumped out at me while I was recording that episode last week was thinking about a lot of different things, actually. Son's getting ready to graduate high school. Where am I going to live after that? Do I keep renting where I'm at? Do I move? Do I go home? Do I want a big house? Do I want a small house? Do I want, like, do I just stay where I am? You know, what are all my friends doing? What is everybody else doing? And, you know, I got out of that temporary moment of just be. Just be and just be where you're at. And looking at other people's lives and seeing what everybody else is doing. Feeling like I should be in a different place than I am now. But remember last week I said you are where you are because that's where you're supposed to be. And my son had um, he had homecoming this past weekend. And man, has it changed. Whoa. Um, I thought I wore a short dress to homecoming. Jokes. <laughs> on me because fabric has gotten a lot shorter in 30 years, 20 years, 20 years, not 30. I didn't go to homecoming when I was 10. Um, But yeah, homecoming has changed by about 30 years and three inches evidently. So um, my son decided to wear um, jeans, ripped jeans um, and a black polo and a hat. He loves his hats and he's got this really long, beautiful hair. And I was just like, okay, like, I guess that's what we're doing. But the cool thing is, is that my son does what he wants. Now, let me let me preface that by saying he does what he wants regarding his own fashion and happiness, um, his own personality, things like that. And, um, you know, his dad might say that he also does what he wants around the house, which kind of can be accurate, but in the grand scheme of things, he really doesn't. Um, he tries to have a say and he doesn't really get one. Um, so, you know, my son just God, he does what he does, you guys. And he does it so well. Um, It makes me so proud of him. Um, And he's also honest about struggling with his mental health. That's something that we discuss quite often. We have a very open dialogue. We have a very open relationship. And that is something that we we constantly, constantly talk about is mental health and where he's at. But, but the one thing my son never does is compare himself to someone else. It blows my mind. I thought back on all the conversations we've had and... Everything else that he surrounds himself with, and he doesn't compare himself, even even as a dancer, he doesn't compare himself to anybody else. And maybe he should in some aspects, um, maybe to push him a little bit more or something along those lines. But what I'm saying is, is my son can healthily look at someone and know that that's not where he's at. And if he wants to get there, he just needs to work harder. And he'll, he is the first to admit, you guys, that he's lazy. And I love that about him because me too. <laughs> Oh, God, I get so tired. I just, 
oh, I'm so lazy, you know, and we look at where everybody else is in their lives and what everybody else has. And this is one thing that I really feel like has come up and has happened specifically um, since I first got social media in 2004. So almost 20 years. Um, In the last 20 years, we've had this surge of Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and uh, now TikTok. And I'm sure there's others that I'm leaving out there. Oh, MySpace, which was before Facebook. Um, You know, my top eight, all my top eight friends. I don't think I had eight. But anyway, um, you know, so we have all this social media now. And like I said, social media that I probably don't even know about. um, But it's so easy to look at someone else, where they're at in life, and just get depressed. Just stupid depressed. Because you see the family pictures. You see how good they have it and what their family looks like. And you just kind of go, wow, I wish I had that. And comparison is a thief, you guys. Because more access to media. And I am not just talking about social media. I am also talking about magazines, newspapers, commercials. We know that media is driven for us to want more. And if we don't have more, we're not good enough. If we're not skinny enough, we're not good enough. If we don't have enough money or a boat, we're not good enough. You know, there is a difference between wants and needs. And I will be the first one to admit to you guys 110% straight honest, I have an expensive lifestyle. I have an expensive taste. And unfortunately, that's just how I am. That does not mean that I live that lifestyle, that I live those things and buy those things because the reality is that I can't and I don't have the income to do it. And so I am not able to just go out and buy something. I have to save up. I have to work hard and I have to set things aside and prioritize. And that is something that we don't see on social media, right? We don't see prioritizing. We don't see prioritizing a family or health, mental health. What we see people prioritizing is their new boat, their car, their house, their um, kids' accomplishments. And um, we see, which you should, you should definitely prioritize your, prioritize your kids' accomplishments, but you shouldn't do it in a manner in which you're cutting other kids down. Does that make sense? Um, we're prioritizing f- these huge family vacations and and how good your family looks in pictures. And what we are not prioritizing is the reality of life, the mental health struggles, the cancers, the diseases, the things that we go through financially, physically, emotionally. And so we see everybody else posting all this rose-colored stuff, and we think that's how we have to be too. And it's not. And believe me, as someone who has an eating disorder and depression. It is very hard for me to look at pictures of other women and go, I will never be her. I will never be as attractive as her. I will never look like her. I will never be her. But what we don't see is that what did she have to do to get there? Is she airbrushed? Are her boobs real or fake? Did she have to starve herself? Does she even make any of that money? (laughs) Who is she reporting to? Does she do drugs to stay that skinny? Does she have family and someone who loves her and cares about her? Is she Those are the things that you don't see in the pictures. Those are the things that you can't tell by watching a model on 
on the runway, by watching a baseball player on the field, by looking at someone's prom pictures or family vacation pictures. My mind was absolutely blown away this, blown away, because one of my friends from college who has seen me as an active addict and alcoholic um, and helped me with my son when he was really young, uh, like mm, six months old, and um, she's an, oh, she's an amazing woman. Oh, she really, oh, she's just fantastic, and I'm so glad she's still a part of my life, but I saw that she and her spouse were separating, and I was like, what? Like, there are so few things in my life that are constant. Probably not questionable, let alone a possibility. And that relationship dissolving was not a possibility. That relationship dissolving was not even on my radar. Not close to being on my radar. Because every fucking picture, every picture, you guys, they were smiling. They were happy. They were with their kids. They were engaged they were doing family shit, like, and the message, they made a dual post together um, as a husband and wife and said, listen, in this day and age, we're just gonna come right out and say it, we're getting a divorce and we're still really close friends, we're still gonna co-parent, you know, all of this stuff. And my mouth hit the floor, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what is this? There's no way that this is happening because they are the type of people that when I look at pictures of happiness and fun and excitement and family and love and commitment. That is what I wanted. That is what I based my relationships off of. That is, I wanted something like that. That wasn't even real. It might've been real at one time, but I guess for some time now it hasn't been. But we don't post that stuff online. We don't post the shit online. I do. Not about my relationship. Not about my friendships. But I post that I'm unhappy. I post that my body is miserable. I post that I am angry or frustrated. So when you see that you know, my life is going well, you can trust that it's going well because I'm not posting about how frustrated I am. Um, I rarely post anything personal about my relationships, friendships, family stuff, more about how I feel. I never allude to things with my child, my spouse, my family, anything like that because I don't like generalized posts. Um, unless they're Taylor Swift lyrics, that's the exception to the rule. Like, if you're having a day and Taylor Swift can describe it, put it up there. Let the people know. I promise you, those who know, know. And we all go, oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Any of you stay awake for midnights, by the way? Oh my God. Talk about rip out your soul. That, sh she was going through it. My God. That girl just wants to be left alone to love and make music and not be speculated about. She is, wow. That, ooh, like most of her records, I can sympathize and be like, oh my God, yes, I've felt that before. But this record was just like, oh yeah, bitch, I'm coming for you. And all her feelings were out there. And I was like, I'm sorry, have you been following me around? Like, how, how did how did you know that that's how I felt? Like, it just, whew. anyway, I digress. Getting back to comparison. So comparison, really, it is, it is hard because comparison can keep us in a state of mind that makes us miserable or sad. It makes us want to drink more. It makes us want to do less. And even when we see other people in AA that have happiness or, you know, if you want what we have, you have to do what we, you know, do what we do. And I do see a ton of people in AA and I'm like, oh my God, they are so happy. They really have it all together. But the funny thing is, and the great thing is, is that even those people that I look at in my AA meetings, I'll be like, oh, I want your life because you really have sobriety figured out and you're really genuinely happy and like nothing gets to you and then it comes their time to share and you're like oh shit 
<laughs> never mind, you're still just as fucked up as I am. And it really is humbling because I realize that while I'm comparing myself out of that group, out of AA, like I'm trying to convince myself that I am not that person, I'm not that alcoholic. Everything that is said in those rooms, in my like groups, my AA groups, my sobriety groups, my um, sober city movement group, all of that. I really can't compare with anybody else, but I relate to the people inside my room. And that is such a good feeling because when I'm sitting down and listening to people and I listen to what they have to say and their story and what they're going through and how they're getting through it right now, the most important thing that I can remember is that I've been there. I know how that feels. I know what you're saying. I am not alone because you are exactly like me. And that's why going to these meetings, being present in the sobriety community is so insanely important. Because if we are not doing those things, if we are not comparing or identifying in and trying to compare out, we are never truly going to be happy. And so when I look at things on social media and Instagram. Well, social media is Instagram, but when I look at things on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, things like that, I have to remember that what I'm seeing is a very small percentage of someone's life. Reality TV, how real is it? Now, I will sit here all day long and be like, mm, mm, yeah, Bachelor and Bachelorette, that shit's real. That shit's real. We know it's not. We really know it's not, but we still watch it. We still watch it. We still get into the amazing race and Survivor and the Bachelor and Bachelorette and love is blind because we want that feeling of accomplishment, whether it's on our behalf or we do it ourselves. And watching things like that can be dangerous for our sobriety. Watching things where we constantly feel like we don't measure up is going to eventually wreak wreck habit on your sobriety. And that has been one of the hardest things for me ever since I got diagnosed with um, an autoimmune condition um, that has left me pretty much for the most part um, disabled. Um, and not that I can't do anything, but it's very difficult for me to do things. Um, I get tired very easily. I get weak very quickly. So there are aspects to my disease that make it difficult for me to do anything. And so I definitely compare myself to other people who don't have an autoimmune condition, who don't, who have a thyroid, who can take supplements or work out or meet certain goals quicker than I can. That kind of stuff really does bother me because I'm at a point where I really feel like, well, shit, I want to do that. I want to look like that. And I just can't, unfortunately. There is a large, large part of me that can't do those things. And that's, that's okay. Because just because I can't work out like them just because my body's a different size of, from them. Maybe because I need to take two naps a day instead of one. Maybe because it takes me longer to read things or I have to listen to things because reading makes me tired. That doesn't make me less worthy than anybody else. Just because I'm different doesn't mean I'm less worthy. And I have to be the first one to admit that to myself. Because if I continually am trying to compare myself to other people, not only able-bodied people, but tall, pretty people. If you know me, I'm the size of a garden gnome. I'm tiny. You know, when I started modeling, 
There was no way I was going to actually be a model. I did one runway, two runway shows, and I was really good for print, And but that's because you couldn't see how small I was. So I definitely feel like acceptance, let's go back to acceptance from a couple weeks ago, accepting who I am or what I am plays a huge part in my comparison of myself to other people. And self-love really is the most important thing because if I'm not in love with myself, if I'm not my biggest fan, it's going to be nearly impossible for anybody else to be my biggest fan too, you know? And I definitely try and play the confident card. Like, oh, look how confident I am. Like, I think I'm a badass. And I do think I'm a badass. I really do. I think I'm intelligent. I think I'm a badass. I think I have a lot going for me. I think I'm decently adorable and lovable. But I am a tired badass. <laughs> And, and that's okay. I don't have to be a jet-setting badass. I can be a normal nap-taking badass and get things done at my pace. I don't have to do things the way other people do them. I don't have to do things the way I see other people getting them done. But if I'm going to do those things, if I want to do those things, I can't stop at this. I have to stop at the stop signs. I can't blow through them. I have to do the work. There are so many things in life that I don't have to put the work into because it comes natural for me. But the things that don't come natural for me, I have to put in the work. We have to remember that we all have different talents. We all have different things that we are built to do. Mine is not to do math. I'm just going to put that out there. But if you want me to help you solve a problem by using resources or helping you find something that can help you or I can talk to you about, I can do that. Just don't ask me to balance your checkbook. I'm just telling you. If you want to spend money now, that I can help with. And I know how to read sales signs. Don't ask me how I can read sales signs and not do math. It's probably more of a want than it really is a talent. <laughs> um, but the point is, is that comparing ourselves is going to steal our happiness. And when we are already struggling with so many things just to stay afloat, in the 24 hours of sobriety that we have, in those few waking hours that we spend our days, spending it by comparing our lives to people we don't even know or people we think we know or people we've known forever that we never knew what they were going is not fair to ourselves because it is going to steal our joy. It is going to put us in a position where we compensate with other things and we're going to try our hardest to make ourselves feel like we can be that other person and we can and that's okay. You are perfect how you are. I'm not saying you're not a mess. You're probably, if you're, let's be honest, okay, let's, let's really, really be honest right now. If you're listening to this, you're a fucking mess because I'm not here for the people who are put together. And if you're listening to this and you're put together, that's awesome. Um, but it ain't because of me. <laughs> I can definitely tell you that. It is not because of me. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, you're perfect the way you are, but that doesn't mean that you're not a mess. It doesn't mean that you're going to make all the right decisions. It doesn't mean that you're going to have the biggest house and the best house and that, you know, you're going to be a size four for the rest of your life or that you're not going to have complications. You're going to have all those things 
and probably a shit ton more, but you are perfect just the way you are. And if you can't find people in your life to love the kind of mess that you are, then come find me. I will love you for the mess that you are because it would be insanely arrogant of me to be like, I'm better than you. I am no better than anybody else. Now, there are a lot of people out there that think that they are, and that's okay. That's for them, not for you. And are they really happy? Probably not. Again, angry people, all we see is 30 seconds of them too, or a snippet of them. We don't really know what their joy looks like, what their life looks like. You know, little things have been lost in, you know, when people have been canceled in 30 second clips. So (laughs) if you're going to post anything on social media, be ready for the backlash. I'm not canceling anybody. I like, we're human. We make mistakes. We say shit we shouldn't. We do shit we shouldn't. And it's not because we don't know better. It's because we want to. And we are only okay with it if somebody validates it. (laughs) So, um, you know, take that chance on your own, man. I'm not. I'm nope. I'm worked too hard in my career to <laughs> put myself in a position to get canceled um, by somebody else. But we never really know what's going on with anybody. And to compare ourselves to even someone who is angry all the time, be like, oh, well, at least I'm not angry all the time. How do you know they're angry all the time? Do you live with them? Do you know them? Well, I see them on ESPN every morning. Well, if I were a Green Bay Packer fan, I'd probably be angry too. You know, it just, it is what it is, man. Like, it's okay. People can be angry and people can be happy, but to compare yourself to them does nothing for you. It does nothing for their benefit. It does nothing for the good for anybody. And I don't think that anyone has ever gotten where they wanted to in life out of comparison. Now, if you have somebody in your life that doubts you and you just want to give them the big old motherfucking middle finger by accomplishing a goal, go for it. If you need something to light a fire under your ass to get you to do something, hey, been there, done that. But that doesn't mean you go through the stop signs. That doesn't mean you go through the flashing yellow lights. That means that you are motivated You are going to do the correct thing. You need to do the right research and you need to put in a lot of hard work because if you're going to get there, you're going to do it right because you want to be able to say to that person, see motherfucker, I did it and I did it right. Okay. So if you just have a fire lit under your ass because somebody told you that you're not good enough, go for it. Or if you have a fire lit under your ass because somebody said, you know what, you'd be really fucking good at this, do it. And then you're like, yeah. I'm good enough. I can do it. You know that whole pep talk in the mirror from Saturday Night Live? (laughs) I don't remember what it is. Um, But, (laughs) you know, everybody likes me. You know, maybe that's what it takes. But don't look around at everybody else and see what they have and go, man, because I don't have that, I am not worthy. Because I don't have that, I'm not good enough. Because I don't have that, I'm not special. Because I don't have... Stop. Stop. It doesn't matter what you do and don't have. Look inward, not outward. Because the more you continue to compare out, you're never going to identify in. And identifying in is one of the best things that can happen to you. Find your group of misfits, you guys. I wish I would have embraced the fact earlier in my life that I was in marching band and band alone. Because it wasn't cool to be in band until American Pie came out. Such bullshit. I was a flutist. Flautist. 
And I was so embarrassed because none of the cool kids were in the band. But then as I got older and I saw all these really cool band kids doing really cool things with their lives, I realized that comparing myself out wasted so much time when I could have been identifying in. And whether you were in band or choir for credits or because you loved it, band is cool. Marching band is awesome. Drum corps is the shit. Don't compare out. Identify in because you never know what you will be missing out on if you continue to look at everybody else's life and try and live like them. You will never, ever be happy. And I can guarantee you, you will not stay sober because if you can just look at someone else's life and go, I'm not good enough. I want that. I need that. And you just allow yourself to feel eaten alive because you are not that person, you will not survive emotionally or mentally. So stop comparing out and identify in. This is an awesome group of misfits. I I love, I love being an addict and an alcoholic. I love being in recovery more than obviously I love being active in addiction, duh. But I love the fact that I have something that nobody can take away from me but me. I love that I am so unique that I have the capability to speak up on alcohol and addiction. Like, how awesome is that? And in fact, you guys, it's so awesome. I told you last week that I have really fun news. My friend Alex is writing a book and she called me last night and she asked me to write a chapter in the book on my life, on my sobriety, on how things work for me. Now, you tell me how if I had been so focused on everybody else instead of myself, or what everybody else had, or what everybody else in the sober community was doing, or what their opinion of me was, had I subscribed to any of that, I would not be my authentic true self, and Alex never would have come to me for this. She said that a couple of girls called out because they just couldn't do it, they couldn't commit, and I was the first person she thought of. She's known me for six months. Six months. And in that short amount of time, these women, Sober City Movement, it's on Instagram. You got to go find it there. This group of women has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. I was looking for girlfriends in all the wrong places, you guys. I was looking for girlfriends. I was comparing out, not identifying in. And I ended up with some of the shittiest women in my life a couple years ago. Just fucking disasters. And instead of focusing on myself and what I needed for my sobriety, I compared myself to those other women and how I needed to be like them. And here I am, a year and a half later, living my best fucking life, and now I'm going to be in a published book. What? What? Oh my god, what? So yeah, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be awesome. And... You know, you guys already know my whole life. You guys, you've been here. You, I mean, you know as much as I think I can tell you. Um, God. So to sit down and put it into a book is going to be really humbling because I don't have 52 weeks to put it together. You know, I think I've got like two. Thank God it's a chapter. So yeah, that's what's, that's, that's what identifying in does. Not comparing, being involved in a group, being around people who care about you, being around people who build you up and not tear you down, people who want what's best for you. That's what that is. So 
a couple of things we're going to end with the show here today. Um, so again, Sober City Movement, that is on Instagram. You can find me, I am Sober in Richmond. And if you go to Sober City Movement, you are going to find sober people in all of your cities or towns. This is specifically for women. Um, I do see where some men have collaborated, but not many. They're not doing um, the Sober City Movement aspect of things, uh, but they are definitely linked to us, you know, and we might do co-ed things in the future. Your Sober Buddy. Your Sober Buddy is an app that tracks your sobriety for free and then also has some challenges. Some really fun things to do to get involved in the sober community. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, then I have another friend. I don't know if you guys remember this at all, but I have a friend who does yoga and it's Zoom yoga. It is called Sober on the Mat. Sober on the Mat does Zoom yoga every Sunday. She might be adding some more classes, but every Sunday at 8 a.m. Pacific time and 11 a.m. Eastern, you guys can figure out the times from there. Um, you can definitely get up, get moving with her. Uh, you can donate if you have a couple of bucks. That would be awesome. Um, but it is absolutely a fantastic time. I suggest checking it at checking it out. So sober on the mat, sober city movement, your sober buddy. Um, get into these communities. Take a look at them. Really um, see what they're all about. They have really helped me with my sobriety. Um, and again, I am on Instagram. I'm sober in Richmond and um, a sober girls pod. So find me there. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. I really am so thankful for all of you. And if there's ever anything that you need, again, find me. I'm here. Email, Instagram, Facebook. Um, but I really hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. And until next time, be well, fam. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of a Sober Girls podcast. I hope that you heard something that resonated with you and that you can take with you for the next week until we meet again. You can find me on Instagram at a Sober Girls Pod. You can also follow me and friends at Sober City Movement on Instagram as well. If you live in the Richmond area, follow me at Sober in Richmond where we, we plan local sober meetups. Or if you're just traveling and looking for a friend in the area, there's one of us in almost every city across the continent. Struggling and need help? Just remember that you are not alone. You can reach out to me and any of my friends on Instagram, send us a message. Or if you are in immediate need of help, please search out your sponsor, the closest sober friend, or go online to aa.org to find a meeting that you can attend. There are also Zoom meetings, which you can find on aa.org as well. Have a safe week, and until next time, fam, be well.